0: Welcome to Two Brothers Review, the podcast. I'm Reed Turley.
1: And I'm Ty Turley.
0: And this week we're going to be talking about the ensemble comedy, Tag. Uh, But before we get into the movie, we wanted to share our favorite ensemble comedy. Ty, I'll let you go first.
1: My favorite ensemble comedy is Office Space from 1999. Have you seen it? I have. It's pretty funny. I looked it up just because Mike Judge wrote it and directed it, and he's the guy that does Silicon Valley, which I love. So I went on a Mike Judge kick for a while, um, and I thought it was a great movie. So uh, deadpanned and uh, really great characters.
0: Do you feel like it has a consistent style with um, Silicon Valley?
1: Yeah, totally. I mean, I do. I feel like this the same kind of an- antagony. Uh, Antagonism Antip- is that the word antipathy. It's antagonistic towards uh, that corporate structure, and um, and it also, yeah, I feel like they just kind of mess up their lives. They they make things work harder for themselves all the time in both.
0: Yeah, it's sort of their problem is brought on by their own kind of work, and then the solution comes out of nowhere. We've talked about Silicon Valley before. It's a good show. Yeah. For me, I think my favorite ensemble comedy is Pineapple Express with um, Seth Rogen. Have you seen that one?
1: I haven't. I need to see it. I've, it's been on my list for a long time.
0: Yeah, I think it's pretty funny, and I like the sort of uh, how they heighten things, and it's really stylized, I think. Um and they do a good job with all the different characters, <clears throat> so I think for me, yeah, Pineapple Express is a great ensemble comedy. Cool. For tag, did you like the structure of the movie, how they put it together?
1: Uh, okay, well, I, uh, I'm, I don't. Tag's a hard one for me, because, I mean, it was fine. <laughs> it was. Uh, It was fine the way they put it together. I think uh, I didn't read the original Wall Street Journal article, uh, so I don't know what elements from reality they borrowed and which ones they made up. But um, it felt like they took a real story and then made it extreme in a way that a Hollywood movie would to have these very strong types like the corporate guy the guys who's, who's um like a dropout um the kind of straight man um character and the alpha or at least I don't know if alpha but Ed Helms' character is kind of the leader and so these these it gets distilled down to these very strong types where it's not very equal amongst them. It's not like I don't know if equal's the right word, but it's like that it sets you up for villains and you know Jeremy Renner's character is much much more of a villain. Uh he gets he provides the opposition where I wonder if that was really true in real life and if you really needed that did you really need that villain or is that just a hollywoodization of it?
0: Yeah, I think they probably wanted there to be Some sort of challenge, something they were working to overcome, you know, never having tagged this character also seems, uh, I mean, highly unlikely to me. So (laughs) that premise was a little tough, but I liked sort of the simplification of the characters. I mean, I know they showed the real people at the end and there were like 10 of them that played. And I think with a cast that big, it it would just get too busy. So maybe you have to just sort of distill it down to be able to tell a story that has any sort of coherence.
1: Yeah. I'm okay with reducing characters, but they just became kind of uh, tropes completely tropes instead of really fully formed people. I also, I mean, I, I don't know if this is ex- exactly along the same lines, but that just reminded me of in the videos that they showed at the end. Uh, those people were really good at, at doing funny things to, trick them. And I feel like every time they they tried to tag someone by surprise, it was done badly. Like, <laughs> like, like they, always, they always telegraphed that it was coming before.
0: Yeah, definitely like the reveal of when he was the janitor. He could have just walked right behind him and tagged him, but he He did, he did like walk tur- right behind him. But he like turned and confronted him when he went in the room. So yeah, I mean, I think they always sort of messed it up.
1: That was very weird to me. Like, if, yeah. If you're going to get Jeremy Renner's character, you're not at a hoodie at the table getting a donut at the AA meeting. You you tag him when he doesn't see you coming, literally.
0: You just wait outside the door.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not so worried about the sort of well, bo- tag-playing ability. No, I don't know. That really bothered me. It re- that was like... I walked out and I was like, just freaking do a surprise for once if you really wanted to try to tag someone. Oh gosh. <laughs> and like uh like when the the guys dressed in the mascot a- uh, outfit in the videos at the end. That's yeah. such a that's such a good tag. <laughs> no tag in the movie was that good. I mean, I I do think a documentary of these guys
0: that just showed all the clips of them tagging each other would be pretty hilarious. And yeah, I mean, yeah just not so you know, Hollywoodized. I mean, I do think they did try to take it sort of to an extreme and having Jeremy Renner's character, you know, they use a couple of different action movie tropes, like him narrating what was going to happen really reminded me of like the Sherlock Holmes movies.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Having
0: having an escape plan after the rehearsal dinner, you know, kind of like one of those like Hunter in the the wilderness movies. I don't know. I don't know. I think it just... They tried to take each of these different scenarios and put a different spin on it or style to it.
1: He was always dressed like Jason Bourne or... I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, they were definitely... I mean, I, th- I guess some might say they have to do that because they, they are making a Hollywood movie. Yeah. But it just... Um, it struck me as a little tired. I don't know. I, I thought a lot of the jokes were funny. I laughed. I laughed a lot during it and just had a good time.
0: Yeah. I would say the dialogue and the situations they get into are pretty strong. I, I enjoyed the movie, sort of the joke telling. And we've really talked about the, the female characters, but uh, I mean, I think that, you know, the journalist sort of gives you the end to the story and then Rashida Jones provides some conflict, you know, and then there's the the two wives who sort of are really intense and also competitive.
1: <laughs> yeah But
0: but on, on opposite sides So it's sort of It's like Jeremy Renner's not alone He does have a partner in his On his team
1: Yeah Don't you think in keeping with the spirit of the movie The premise that he had cancer should have been Fake
0: I thought it was going to be fake for
1: sure Yeah it should have been That was a mistake to make it actually cause you, I mean no one's watching this movie to get the heart It's You're not getting a heartwarming message by having that weird reveal at the very end that he actually is going to die of cancer, like it's that was so that was so forced. Just just let it be a fake, <laughs> let it be a ruse. Let him have paid the doctor a thousand. He's like, I'll donate a thousand dollars to the charity of your your children's hospital if you. Right. If you do this, and like this.
0: at at eleven fifty nine, slap Jeremy Renner's hand and be like, "You're it for the next year. You lose."
1: Yeah, it should have it should have ended that way. I mean, I get. I actually liked the. I like the thematic element of Jeremy Renner wasn't as close to them because he was trying to be a perfectionist in this, in this game. I mean, I think that's. I bet that I don't know. If, I I would guess that was not in the original story. <laughs> I feel like that's a that's a a moralistic, learning moment imposed by the Hollywood writer, but. Um, But I thought it was a good metaphor for life.
0: Yeah, it rings true. Like, are you guys actually that close? And it didn't feel like... You know, yeah, it felt like he had drifted apart from them. I don't know. Yeah. Do you think those five actors are even close to the same age?
1: (laughs) Well, who do you... Yes. I think... I I would guess John Hamm,
0: Jeremy Renner... And Ed Helms are all in their 40s? Yes. And Hannibal Burris and Jake Johnson are in their 30s?
1: Um. High 30s, right?
0: But at least a decade of difference between the oldest and youngest person.
1: You think John Hamm's the oldest?
0: Him or Renner? I'm not sure.
1: I don't know. I guess we could have looked it up. But, uh, I. Yeah. It didn't. It, that didn't bother me. You know what bothered me? How bad? How, how unsurprising their tags were. Okay, <laughs> that bothered me. I'm sorry. That's tough. Uh, how they how how they look different ages? That didn't
0: not didn't get to uh, you,
1: huh? What about what about um, Jake Johnson? Is that the actor's name?
0: The Stoner.
1: Yeah. What about yeah. his dad, Brian uh... Cox? It's not. It's was it Brian Cox? Oh, oh yeah, well, maybe. It was Brian Dennehy, wasn't it?
0: Oh, uh, okay. No, I think you're right.
1: Yeah, uh, but hilarious. I thought the I thought he was so funny, and it was such a weird small part to take. <laughs> and then Tom, um, the Silicon Valley guy, speak of the devil. Uh, um, uh, Middle ditch. Middle ditch was hilarious, but we very weird. Very, very weird.
0: Uh, That was so funny.
1: But so funny.
0: No, no, no. We didn't say anything about anything (laughs) sexual. Why are you doing that?
1: Yeah. That was definitely my favorite part of the whole movie.
0: (laughs) Okay. That was good. Uh, Which character do you most associate yourself with of the five?
1: What? (laughs) That's self-revelatory. Uh... (laughs) Well, probably Jeremy Renner's. Oh. I mean, or Hannibal purchases. Okay. You?
0: I think Hannibal Burgess, but it's interesting. Who you, I wonder who, who people think they are most like. If you're listening, think about it now for, for uh, 30 seconds or so.
1: I'm thinking about the different groups of friends I have. I'm definitely not the Ed Helms in, the, in my group of friends, and I don't think I'm. I'm definitely not the John Hamm either. Uh, but there wasn't one of them that was really kind of like intentionally. I, th- I feel like I'm intentionally goofy or subversive, and I don't feel like any of them were.
0: You don't think Hannibal Burris was with all his like having weird asides?
1: Do they feel weird to you, or do they feel like weird asides? What do you mean?
0: I guess I always think he was the person that had sort of this kind of joke comment or it would just be a line I think really meant to get a laugh.
1: Hmm. No, I I don't know. I'm trying. I'm just trying to like think back through it. He definitely made me laugh, but it felt to me like his way of getting laughs was speaking hardcore the truth. Like he would be the one who would call things for what they were. And that's hilarious when you're in this world of weirdos. But, yeah, I mean, I can see that.
0: Yeah. Anything else you want to make sure we're talking about? Likes or dislikes for this movie?
1: Did you stay to the end of the credits?
0: I don't think so. I just watched the kind of extra videos of the friends.
1: The real videos? the dot. Yeah. So you missed the... Uh, It was so weird. The Jeremy Renner singing... Once there was this kid who got into an accident. You know that song? Do you remember I that song? I don't
0: know that song. He, you is a video of him singing, or just the audio?
1: <laughs> video <laughs> of him, of him in. The, so the credits are rolling down, and and his just his just his head. No box. You know, it's like the background's all black, so it just fades into the background. Yeah, black and white, very earnest in soft uh in soft um focus him and and then I and I paid attention because I wanted to know and it was actually him singing and that's a song that was a huge hit when I was in high school um by the Crash Test Dummies but it but it was him singing the main part and then so you can imagine that his face Hovering in space on one side of the credits, and then and then when the other parts of the song come in, it'd be all the other four actors came in: Ed Helms, Hannibal, all of them. It, they they sang different parts of it. Oh my so, gosh! So weird. It, like, I'm trying to think. It would be like a super pretentious music video where the singer takes themselves very seriously, and it was very weird and very funny. And at, I want to know so bad if it was if it was Renner's idea since he's the one singing, or if he just got to be the one singing the main part, you know, because he's the the one guy who's the best at tag. Oh my gosh, it made me laugh hard though. Uh, well, I, I'm gonna look. We should post it if it's on YouTube or something.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna try to find it. See how I can watch it, or just it's, next time I see a movie, walk into a tag theater at the end of the showing.
1: Yeah. Oh, and what's the lesson? Everyone listening to this podcast? Always, always stay to the end of the credits. For a Marvel movie. <laughs> no. Then you missed the amazing Crash Test Dummies reenactment video. But it's not going to be as funny to you, I bet, as it was to me. I mean, you knew the song.: Because I knew the song. That song and when I was a I can't remember, probably a junior in high school. It was like the song that, you know, you heard yeah. five five times a day on the radio.
0: Did you have a Google question come out of this
1: movie? I just thought that it was 55 uh, on the Rotten Tomatoes. And so when I got out, I just wanted to read about it because I thought it deserved better than a 55. But uh, so, yeah, the only thing I checked was why people had given it bad reviews.
0: What did people think was the main problem with it?
1: A lot of people said the jokes didn't land, and they said it was juvenile, and they said uh, the real drama of the of the uh, you know the real story was lost in the translation. and it was interesting a lot of people really a lot of the critics really liked Jeremy Renner, and then a lot of them really didn't. he was very polarizing. interesting I thought he was I mean he yeah, he was very intense and sort of weird. Usually funny, but sometimes you're. I I do feel like sometimes you're kind of like, wait, is he is he doing this on purpose or is he just weird?
0: <laughs> well, I think he had to be. I mean, I'm sure the direction was to be over the top.
1: Yeah. I don't
0: know. Okay, what is the rating you would give? Tag.
1: Uh, I'm gonna give Tag a three. Which is because yeah, it was fun, and I never, it's not like I wanted it to be over, but um, also not super substantial.
0: Okay, I'm gonna give Tag a four. I think it was a good wow. experience, and I liked the the jokes, and yeah, I guess had a really good time at the movies. Cool. There you go. <laughs> I
1: uh, one more thing that might be of interest. Apparently Jeremy Renner broke his arms when he did that stunt with the chairs?
0: I did know he broke his arms filming this, and for some of the scenes, they had to sort of hide that he had broken arms.
1: What? That's insane. Okay.
0: So the Jeremy Renner, way to go. Probably on pain pills and Tough acting. Tough guy. <laughs> Who am I kidding? They're, they're all on pain pills and acting. <laughs>
1: There is no acting without pain pills. <laughs> oh man.
0: Uh, before we wrap up, we'll give a recommendation of something else we've been listening to, watching, reading. For me, I'm going to recommend another podcast called Binge Mode.
1: Mm, what? We don't but if you had to but if you had to choose would you listen to our podcast or Binge Mode?
0: I hope our audience is listening to our podcast. <laughs> Don't, Currently, or don't, they wouldn't
1: hear this. Yeah, but... And then the, they'll go find Binge Mode. We're worried about the future, Reed. What if they get hooked on Binge Mode and then stop listening to us?
0: That would be bad.
1: Okay, uh, tell tell us why you like Binge Mode. Sorry.
0: No, it's fine. They just kind of... Um, they started out reviewing Game of Thrones, and then they've gone... They do kind of deep dives into different subjects. And right now, they've been reviewing Harry Potter. So if you like Harry Potter, uh, it's just two people that really are passionate about it, and they, and they talk about it, and I think they do a... A a good job And I like their Sort of back and forth So Binge mode
1: Okay Cool Um I'm gonna recommend The very small Independent movie Called Damsel Have you heard of it? I haven't heard of that one Uh I went to A film festival In Brooklyn This weekend And saw And met the Director Actually I kind of Walked out with him too So I got to talk to him For about two minutes As we walked out of the thing But uh he did uh, Kumiko the treasure hunter do you remember that movie
0: no I've never heard of that before
1: he's kind of the. he makes it with his brother um and they have gotten both these movies I think Kumiko got into Sundance but Damsel definitely was at Sundance and then got sold and um so it's gonna start a, a limited theatrical run and it's got um oh The main guy from Good Times. Uh, Robert Pattinson? Robert Pattinson's in it. And Eva Was... Was... You know that one? I don't. (laughs) Wait a second. We're going to cut this out.
0: (laughs) Ty thinks. He never listens to it, so he doesn't know. (laughs) What he doesn't know is we're actually going to cut out this whole section about damsels, so...
1: (laughs) What he doesn't know is he's actually not even in the. <laughs> <laughs> he's not even in, in the podcast. It's being released under One Brother Reviews. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it has Robert Pattinson uh, in it, and he's really funny and super weird, like a w- very weird version of himself. And he's in the Old West, and he has this girl that he's in love with that was kidnapped, and he's gonna go win her back and marry her and the girl is Mia Wasikowski Wasikowska sorry and she's and she's amazing in it too and he gets he hires a preacher to go with him a pastor to go with him to the house of the person out in the middle of the f- wilderness who kidnapped the woman that he loves uh anyway it doesn't go as you would expect it's like yeah it's just it's full of surprises in a good way and super funny and they all they don't really talk like they're in the old west so I mean it's a very modern movie and feel. Um Hmm. so I highly recommend it if you if you get a chance.
0: Okay. Damsel is
1: the movie. Damsel. Yeah. Nice.
0: Well, thanks for joining us this week for another episode of Two Brothers Review the Podcast. Uh I'm Reed Turley.
1: And I'm Ty Turley. And I am grateful. Today that I'm not a damsel in distress.
0: Bye. Bye.